Chapter 62 As the communal strife, the American news magazines and the British tabloids were already calling it a civil war, swept across the country, the British government decided to bring matters to a head. In fact, to a different head. They changed the viceroy, appointing a new representative with a mandate to negotiate an orderly transfer of power. Viscount Drupad was the right man to give away a kingdom. Tall, dapper, always elegantly dressed, he wore his lack of learning lightly, cultivating a casual patter that impressed almost anyone he spent less than five minutes with, which was almost everybody. It helped, of course, that in their ruling classes, the British valued height more than depth. It helped even more that he was related in at least three ways to the royal family, whose patronymic, like his, had been changed from the German during the unpleasantness of 1914. Inja! How exciting! claimed his wife Georgina when he straightened his collar before one of three bedroom mirrors and gave her the news. Aren't you rather young to be ruling a continent? I won't be ruling it, dear. Just giving it away, her husband replied, patting Cologne onto his cheek. And besides, I think they've chosen me because I'm young. We're the glamour brigade, you see, marching forth uh, to the skull of uh, uh, bagpipes. We can't send an old dodderer who'd make it look as though we were only leaving India because we haven't had the strength to carry on. Why are we leaving India then? Because we don't have the strength to carry on. Lord Drupad picked up a small pair of silver scissors and delicately trimmed the black moustache, which, along with his tweezered eyebrows, framed an aquiline nose like two bars of the capital letter I. But there are ways and means of pulling out. We're going to do it in style. Oh, good, said Georgina. Inja, she said dreamily. You took me there on our honeymoon. Lord Drupad adjusted a cuff and turned to give her an affectionate look. And I wasn't the only one to, uh, take you there either, he pointed out. Now, that sort of thing won't do, Georgina. You'll have to remember we'll have to be far more visible this time. Bertie, you've got a wicked mind, Georgina trilled girlishly. Over the years, she had bounced on some of the best mattresses in England, with her husband's amused consent. Now, the beds in the east are soft, she quoted mischievously. If you must think of Shakespeare, choose the taming of the shrew, her husband retorted, combing a recalcitrant curl back to its place. Look, Georgina, we have appearances to maintain. I mean, when we're in India, we won't just be anybody. We'll be there in a symbolic capacity. Oh, really? Georgina gurgled. And what will we be symbolizing? Surrender, replied Lord Drupad, putting down the comb and squinting critically at the mirror. Oh, I don't mind symbolizing that at all said his wife, lying back languorously on her bed. Now, Georgina, none of that, her husband warned her waggishly. Remember, 
Withdrawal is the larger theme of our presence. He lifted his chin so that light fell more clearly on it. The shaved skin was still smooth, complementing the first person, first emblem of the prominent eye on the middle of his face. He nodded to himself in approval. Tell me about it, dear, his wife went on. What does it all mean? In a nutshell, headlines in the papers, footage in the newsreels, tea with the holy Maguru in Delhi, a cavalry escort in turbans and braid, and an army of servants, Lord Drupad replied, practicing a toothy grin in the mirror. Dissatisfied the first time, he bared his teeth again, more successfully. Jolly good. What? And the work? Lady Drupad asked. Will there be a lot? Good God, they're not sending me out there to work, Georgina. The Viceroy-designate grimaced. There are plenty of civil servants to do that. They are sending me there to give the Raj a great big grand farewell party with colour and music and lights and costume and enough pomp and circumstance for the natives to remember us by for a long, long time. Is that what the Labour government wants you to do, Bertie? Georgina could not help keep the astonishment from her voice. <laughs> well, not exactly, Lord Drupad admitted, critically examining his fingernails. I have an idea they'd probably prefer me to set an example in self-restraint for the ration-ridden populace at home. But once I'm in India, there's not too much they can do about it. You see, the Viceroy doesn't live off the British taxpayer. Indian revenues are considerable, and I intend us to enjoy them considerably. Lady Drupad sighed in anticipatory wistfulness. It all sounds delightful, she murmured. Hmm, her husband agreed, busying herself with an emery board. And the thing is, we'll be making everybody happy at the same time. The government here, because they want the problem off their hands. The British in India... Because they, after a long time, they'll have a viceroy and vicerine who will dazzle the natives with an unstinting display of imperial glory. And the Indians, because they know that they'll be getting their country back at the end of it all. Are you sure the Indians won't mind all the pomp and ceremony, I mean? Mind? Don't be silly, Lord Drupad put his fingers out nodded appropriation and put away the nail file. Do you know, he said in the tone of erudition he habitually used to convey his nuggets of half-knowledge, that the very word ceremony comes from India? From the Sanskrit karman, a religious action or rite? What we shall be performing in India is nothing more and nothing less than the last rites of our Indian empire. He swiveled on a slippered heel, flashing a dazzling smile. Three mirrors smiled back at him. Let this be my epitaph. Alone amongst his peers, he did not hesitate to stand on ceremony. Sounds marvellous, Georgina purred contentedly. But for now, are you finished, dear? Will you put out the light? Her husband took one last self-satisfied look at his reflection. Yes. I think I've done my exercises for the day, he said, allowing himself a yawn. Shine for bed. Good night, dear. He switched off the lamp with a fragrant hand,
plunging the room into darkness. While 5,000 miles away, in the country he was to rule, the flames of communal frenzy burned brightly across the land.